TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. to that paleo show making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone i'm sarah stewart i'm steve hater and i'm brett hill i love a good mission statement because i think that understanding the principles and the motivation behind your actions is such a powerful thing and such an important thing today's guest is actively getting people excited about a sustainable living um, and when we think about the massive consumption and use of resources that goes into modern agriculture It makes sense that we should be taking a close look at not only what we are eating, but how it actually arrives onto our dinner plate. Pat works for Chapul, which is a company with a simple goal, to build a more sustainable future by introducing incredibly efficient insect protein uh, in a delicious organic product, which is their tasty Chapul bars. So they believe passionately in a sustainable use of our precious water resources. And how's this for a statistic? It absolutely blew me away to find out that agriculture absorbs 92% of all fresh water consumed globally. At Chapul, they believe that change starts with what we eat. And it starts with all of us. Pat subscribes to the view that our actions today can positively impact the lives of tomorrow, and I, for one, certainly want to find out more about the role that we can all play in this. So let's get stuck in, and welcome to the show, Pat Crowley from Chapul Cricket Bars. Oh, thank you so much. Very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are welcome. We're um, so excited to get chatting. So, Pat, looking at insects as an alternative food source, it's a relatively new concept in Western culture. Um, I'd love to hear from you um, about how you first came across this. Um, yeah, well, I, you know, I had done a fair amount of world traveling, um, South America, uh, a bit in, in Southeast Asia. And, and that's, it's on the, it's on the diets on, you know, majority of cultures around the world. So it, it wasn't completely foreign to me, um, on the onset. But then, uh, one day I, I listened to a TED talk from a Dutch professor actually about the, um, environmental and health benefits of eating insects. And the only reason we don't eat them in, in the Western world is, is, uh, for cultural reasons. And so I kind of looked at it from, from the environmental perspective and realized that I was, I was eager to, to accept the challenge of trying to introduce them <laughs> in a, in a culturally acceptable way. Pat, one of the things that's pretty exciting is that, um, this is a great food source that you can actually, um, cultivate yourself in any space. It's not really possible always to have cows in your backyard for city dwellers. <laughs> um, so one of the things I was interested in is if you could tell us a little bit about um, the scale that people can use to farm their own crickets and how they might go about it. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, the how we got started was, um, you know, we were eager to to consider insects as part of our diet. And so we started with our own plates. And so we just took a uh, a 10 gallon, uh, fish aquarium and, and started growing insects in our, in our backyard, in our garage. And so it's, it's, it's very easy to do on kind of the personal home level. Um, why the reason we chose crickets. So w- what we do is we, we take crickets and we, we mill them down to a, a fine powder and then add them to an energy bar. But one of the reasons we chose crickets was that 
there is already a, a scalable model in place. Um, it, it began with the fishing bait industry and then uh, grew with the um, with the growth of the reptiles as pet industry. So there's large scale farms to grow these insects at at um, with a scalable model. And so we knew that if we could adopt that model and tweak it slightly for for human consumption, then we could have a viable product and a viable agricultural industry. So it's, it, yeah, it is exciting that it can be done at kind of the home level uh, as well as larger scale to, to adopt to a more mainstream diet. Hey, uh, Patrick, one of the questions that comes to my head as I'm trying to picture doing this at home is how do you catch the crickets? Like I've got this vision in my head of you <laughs> lifting the lid off with like a pair of chopsticks, Mr. Miyagi style and trying to like, you know, catch these crickets. But how do you actually catch them and get them to the stage where you can mill them? <laughs> oh, it's kind of funny. We actually, the first thing, even before taking a step back, even before we, we grew them in the aquarium, we we tried to catch them. I think I looked on YouTube for how to catch crickets and we put all these traps around the yard because we could hear them at night. Uh, but we were totally unsuccessful at catching them. We couldn't catch a single one in any of the traps that we made. <laughs> so uh, they're pretty challenging to to capture or harvest live. It's, so it's, it's, it's done like functional and, fitness at the same time as catching yeah, your food. Is that what yeah, you're saying? You burn more calories trying to catch them than you would <laughs> consuming them. Um, but we, I, a, after being very unsuccessful at, at trying to to catch them that's when i started looking online to see if you could buy them and that's what kind of led me into the the farming industry so i i ordered them and they came live to my house in a in a box about a thousand of them i think that was the minimum quantity i could buy and uh the postman certainly was not very happy with me as he shoved <laughs> this kind of box that had a couple holes in it in my hands and he must have had chirping in his truck the rest of the day but uh, yeah, we were able to buy them live. They they shipped them overnight live, and then that's what we we use to put in our aquarium. And then their lifespan is about six weeks before they start laying eggs. So it's it's very easy to to go from one generation to the next. Pat, uh, Sarah, and I, along with it, a lot of our listeners, I guess, have been to countries where they do serve them either in stalls on the side of the road or as vendors. Um, what for for those people who have maybe you know, just eaten one as a dare or something whilst overseas or what have you. What is the difference between how they're prepared overseas in those maybe Southeast Asian cultures and what you guys do? Yeah, so knowing that uh, exactly like you say, you're, you're, we try it as a dare because it's it's exciting and it's thrilling and there's a kind of a, a adrenaline associated with it. We're trying to actually mitigate that and um, the the best way that we could find to do that was to take away the visual component. So what we do is we we dehydrate, we we slow roast the crickets, and then we mill them down to a f- fine flour so that those of us uh, that didn't grow up eating them don't have to view that that foreign um, the, the foreign visual aspect of it, and it's just in a, a protein powder form. And then we take that and add it to just an all natural energy bar with with fruits and nuts and uh, nut butters and seeds, and so it's it's a very familiar looking product that you're trying for the first time. Yeah, it's awesome. Like I actually find myself surprised um, looking at like your range um, of bars and products, and they actually look really good, and they sound so <laughs> inoffensive. Like you've got um, a Thai bar with like coconut and ginger and lime. Like that sounds really good. 
So I, I think, don't. I don't know why you sound so surprised about that. Because <laughs> I'm a big wuss, and I thought like I was a hero when I ate a cricket overseas. <laughs> I, I can't wait for our eating challenge at Cave Camp, Sarah. Oh, We're gonna yeah. have so much fun with you. Yeah. <laughs> no visuals. The dry reaching, fantastic. Oh, good. I'm glad you're all on my side. That's awesome. <laughs> But um, I think like knowing that it's ground down into a flower, like like you said, the visual's taken away. And um, like someone that's a bit of a scaredy cat like me, knowing the benefits of the product, like it far outweighs that fear and squeamishness. Can you maybe talk to us about some of the nutritional benefits of um, using insects as a food source? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, first, it, it's... It's a no-brainer when you look at it logically from from a, especially a health perspective. It's it, first of all, it's complete protein. Um, the flour that we make is about sixty percent protein, um, so you know comparable, if not more than than soy and whey protein. Um, and it's also high in calcium, iron, vitamin B twelve, and and other micronutrients. So it's a extremely digestible um, and healthy form of protein that you know it truth be told we as human species evolved eating them so you know it, we have the enzymes in our digestive tract to to process it that you know have been developed for tens of thousands of years so it's just a minor blip on our our radar that we haven't been consuming insects as as westerners so patrick 60 percent protein so what's the ratio of fat and carbohydrate in there and and do you know as far as like omega-3 omega-6 ratios what's what's the deal there as well uh we we're getting our omega-6 ratios uh tested right now we just switched species um but it's about uh in in a 35 gram serving there's a about 1.5 grams of fat um 22 grams of protein uh, and the carbs are about 11 grams. One of the cool things that I noticed that you guys do though, Pat, is, um, you know, you, with your bars, you have lots of really good fats in there as well yeah. to, to help with uh, digestibility and nutrient absorption and stuff like that as well, which is, which is pretty awesome. Um, what I was uh, curious about is um, that the big thing, Pat, and I know that this is like you must be so tired of answering this question or thinking about it, is just the, the icky factor, you know, like trying to overcome that objection, which I'm sure for you being so far down the rabbit hole, you're like, I, you probably can't even see what the big deal is anymore. But how do you <laughs> go about overcoming um, that icky factor with people, maybe even when you're, you know, out doing live testings? What are some of the the, the the things you've said or the common objections that you overcome yeah it, it, it all depends on um, on on kind of somebody's personal um, personal beliefs on their diet and, and what they choose to eat and why and so it's kind of there's several different approaches but um, sometimes it resonates well for people to know that they're eating insects all of the time. I mean, they're, they're so prolific that we can't get them out of our food supply. They're, they're in our pasta and they're, <laughs> they're in our tomato sauce. And, you know, if, when a farmer has a, a tomato with no insects, that's what goes onto the produce stand. And, and if it has insects in it, well, it goes into the tomato sauce and the <laughs> tomato soup. And, I, I did a skydive a couple of weeks ago, Patrick. I'm certain on the way down as I was screaming, <laughs> I got a few in as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's, it's funny that it, there's, there's a theory from an entomologist that we have this heightened awareness uh, associated with insects from our, our long history as foragers where we had to quickly identify 
if an insect was either something that was going to harm us, you know, a, a spider or a scorpion, or if it was a food source, which would quickly get away if we didn't capture it. And, and those of us that have kind of eliminated it from our, our food supply don't make that decision, but we still have that little boost of adrenaline, that heightened um, awareness associated with it. And so when you, when you tell somebody about the concept or we, we present it at a, a tasting event, uh, you just have to wait for that to dissipate. And, <laughs> and although you're immediately shocked, uh, as time goes on, you can start to see the logic and, and hear the health benefits and understand it a little bit more. So a lot of it is just patience, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and, and I will say, we, we got started about two years ago, and uh, the percentage of people willing to try it um, has dramatically increased just with uh, a lot of the attention that the United Nations Food and Agriculture has put on um, e- using insects to feed growing global populations and a lot of media attention associated around it now. Um, so so our bars are not necessarily the first experience uh, that people have with the concept of it anymore, even just in two years time. So uh, it, it is getting easier from our perspective, but but no doubt there it's that that uh, initial ick factor as as you call it is is certainly there well i think your lovely packaging helps to overcome some of that as well it makes it pretty for people <laughs> like me that buy with their eyes so, oh good <laughs> <laughs> so that's really cool pat i know that um you've also got a degree in hydrology um which um, for, for our listeners at home is the study of Earth's water bodies. Um, can you tell us more about um, the sustainability side of things um, when it comes to eating insects? Sure. Yeah, you, you alluded to it, to it in the beginning of the show when you, when you mentioned the statistic that you know, over 90% of our, our fresh water globally goes to agriculture. And I was at, working as a hydrologist, I was I was focusing on you know that largest consumer, and so I was doing agricultural water uh, studies and, and trying to develop efficiencies to use less water at the agricultural level. And it was it's such a challenging thing to do um, from a regulatory point perspective when uh, you, you're trying to incentivize farmers to use less water when. Uh, the our pallets are essentially driving a demand that's pulling in an opposite direction. So this is my attempt at, at addressing uh, water efficiencies from, from the consumer level to try and drive a demand for a more efficient product. Um, insects, the, the potential is, is huge for insects. You can raise them on agricultural byproducts. So, you know, corn husks and broccoli stalks and things that are, we're already growing and, and that are already consuming resources can then be recycled into our food supply. Um, the, the, the most dramatic statistics is statistic as far as water savings is, is when you compare them to livestock and the feed to biomass conversion ratio. So you, if you have 10 pounds uh, of, of feed that you would normally feed to livestock and you feed it to a cow, for example, that cow will grow one pound. But if you take that same 10 pounds of feed and give them to crickets, they'll grow anywhere from six to eight pounds. And so they, they're just wow. so much more efficient at converting that plant matter into a, a healthy and edible protein. And, and that's where the majority of the savings comes from is, is from all the water that's, that's being dedicated to feed for livestock right now. Can you imagine, Pat, the, uh, 
U.S. government decides to subsidize corn husks and broccoli stalks to feed crickets. <laughs> <laughs> for, for well, farmers. unfortunately, we are competing with heavily subsidized uh, proteins on on that side of things at the at the consumer level. So it's it's very it's very cost effective from the resource perspective, but not necessarily the dollar amount currently. So that's awesome. That's really exciting to hear those ratios because I remember you know being at school and being taught about that and, and that being given as one of the reasons why we should all be vegetarian is because of that, yeah. that feed mm. to biomass mm. ratio. So it's really exciting to hear those percentages and to see how that can be turned around by doing these sort of practices. Um, Patrick, I'd love to talk recipes with you now. So obviously you guys have got some amazing recipes you put into your bars, but I'd love to know if you have any other recipes that you use, A, using the cricket uh, powder, but even more particularly, I'd love to know, do you have any recipes that you use eat, using the whole crickets? Um, yeah, absolutely. We, that's, I mean, that's how we started was just eating them whole. And so my favorite way to eat them was just um, in a stir fry. If you just fry them in, in salt and oil, they're, they taste great. They taste kind of like, like popcorn. They have such a, a mild flavor themselves that they kind of take on. It's almost like tofu. They just kind of take on whatever you cook it in. And have, uh, have you ever just served that up like without pre-warning people? Like have you ever just served oh, it up absolutely. and looked for the reaction? Absolutely. And, and yeah, we have lots of fun parties. We don't usually do it without um, alcohol in the room as well. <laughs> <laughs> so the next we card, the adoption not. rate dramatically increases. <laughs> There's beers or... <laughs> well, the next football, the next football grand final, I think, come out with a bowl of uh, crickets and beers. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Next time you guys come over, Steve and Sarah, just be pre-warned. I was going to tell you not to get any ideas. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can even pre-bake some and mail them to you. Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm so keen to like really give this a crack because it just. Even for someone that's like nervous and trepidatious like me, like there's just too many benefits to mm. ignore it. And I feel now if I was to knock it without trying it, that's just ignorance. I've, so, I've got that recorded, Sarah. I'm yeah, so I know. It's gonna come back <laughs> I've got that recorded. Camp, I'm not ready for the big, huge bugs. Like we've been watching some documentaries and some people just full-on chow down on the big uh. ones. But I can get my head around like crickets and um, – I don't, so, oh, you might be able to tell us, Pat. So when we were in Cambodia and we did do the cricket, someone told us afterwards that we should have pulled the legs off so we didn't choke. Is this, like, true? Or get or? them stuck in our intestinal system. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I don't know about your intestinal system, but I've, I've had them get caught just kind of in your throat, and that's Probably. not very pleasant. Um, so... But but the the legs, I mean, the, their their legs are, are where the majority of their muscle is, and so that's that's the if you, the the fatty part of their leg is is a big bulk of their protein. So ah. uh, it's kind of the spiny ends of the legs that are kind of not as palatable when you when you don't grind them into a flour. Yeah, I reckon I'm going to stick to the the flour and the bars for now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Pat. Tell us a bit about like what does your daily um, food look like? Like you know, what do you eat on a, an average day? I I primarily have a vegetarian diet, um, but I, I supplement it with uh, chicken and fish when I you know is if I can if I know it's it comes from a responsible source. Um, but I've I've given up uh, eating mammals essentially, so I. I I look at it from a very environmental perspective and, and the resources that go into the, the food that I'm eating. So I, I've 
I've also um, tried to cut out soy as much as I can from my diet, um, and that's just for personal health reasons and and the effects of soy on, on my body. But so I'm trying to find more alternative sources of protein, and so insects really resonated from a personal diet point of view to me. So, Patrick, how much of your diet then is insects? Like, how, is this something you eat every single day? Is it something you eat every single meal? Or is it like a couple of times a week? How often are you eating these things? Um, we, you know, we, up until very recently, we were making every bar by hand in our kitchen. And when that was the case, I ate any <laughs> of them. So, all of the ones that came out too small came home with me. <laughs> and all the ones that were abnormal, those all came home with me. Um We've just scaled up. Our, our demand is increasing, um, and, and we just scaled up to work with a larger manufacturer to make them at, at the level that to meet our demand now. Um, and so once it goes into the package, we're, we're still such a small company that every dollar is critical. So I'm, I'm trying to sell each one as opposed to eating them myself. <laughs> um, but I, I would say that I, I probably have one of our bars um, yeah, if not once a day, every other day. Um, and then we're constantly still experimenting in the kitchen. And so we, we're working with a couple different baking flours. Um, and so we regularly eat those products. And so I, I probably have insects in my diet just about every day. And Pat, can you tell us some of the uh, fancy uh, gourmet ways that some sort of, you know, those restaurants that like to be ahead of the curve. Can you tell us uh, in, in Western society some of the fancy ways they're serving them up? You know, like think your, uh, you know, snails, snails for French people. Um, what are some fancy ways that you've seen them served up? Yeah, um, I, I've seen them several different types of insects in, in sushi restaurants, uh, either with t- um, tempura or... Um, uh, one I really liked was was fried ants on top of uh, ice cream, and that was oh, uh, from a Colombian chef. Uh, ants are on the Colombian menu. Um, those are probably my two favorite. Um, from in in Polynesia, there's there's a very good tasting beetle um, that they prior to preparing it, they just let it eat um, coconut. I, and, it, and so it's just this deep, really fatty coconut taste. It's really meaty, wow. um, and and that's pretty good. I've I've had that one as well, and that's it, it's it's a challenge because, uh, like you said, it is one of those bigger bugs, and it's just that much harder from the <laughs> psychological perspective. But once you actually taste it, it's man, it's delicious. <laughs> so, Patrick, it's sounding like you've got a fair bit of bug experience here. So let, let's take us on a bit of a journey here. Can you tell us what? <laughs> different bugs you have eaten like yeah. we have a little bit of a rundown a little bit of a list of the different things you've gone through i'm yeah and i'm probably not even uh the best person to ask i'm i i've been focusing on our crickets so much but we let's see we'll go with wax worms uh ants i've eaten <laughs> scorpions grasshoppers i ate a spider once but that was fairly uh, that was a little creepy, I'll be honest. Yeah, we're, not, yeah. we're not talking about like when you're a little kid and you just stuck everything in your mouth. Like you're doing all these consciously as an adult, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, um, I've been going – I've found myself in, in this insect-eating world and, and going to lots of events where they have exotic in, insects and everything. And from a sustainability perspective, it's not necessarily uh, aligned with our mission, but it's it's kind of fun to to, to try these insects from all over the world. Um 
but that's that's probably about the extent of it. <laughs> and uh, just another one on the crickets. Coming back to the crickets. So in terms of preparation, right? Like I've grown the crickets. I've been feeding them all the little waste, and they're eating up. They're getting nice and fat and healthy. But to get them from that to my dinner plate, like what do I have? To, is there stuff I have to do to clean them or to make sure that they've excreted all their waste? Or you know, what what do I need to do to get them from jumping around inside my little cage to my dinner plate? Yeah, typically you won't feed them for about 24 hours. That's kind of the way to to cleanse their digestive tract. Um, and then from there, we just we free we freeze them. Um, there's other ways to to uh, put them to sleep, essentially. Um, but then we just rinse them as if uh, they were a bunch of shrimp, just under underwater. Just rinse them off, and then uh, from there we we slow roast them, and and then we mill the entire cricket after that. So. Once that digestive tract is cleansed, it's it's good to go. <laughs> I'm glad that Brett asked that if we are going to be there at dinner at some point. <laughs> That's why I was very quiet during that answer. <laughs> um, so, Pat, I know that um, you obviously have got your cricket bars. Can you tell us, like, how they're different from the other ones on the market? Like, apart from being cricket um derived what makes them stand out yeah so we don't we don't add any any processed or refined sugars um we don't add any preservatives either um it's just an all-natural or organic energy bar um and we uh for other products similar to it there's other bars that that are um just basic nuts seeds dates that kind of thing and and for those bars we're about twice the protein content of them um two of them uh, our two primary bars are eight grams of protein, um, and our, our more dessert bar is is less protein. That one doesn't have any nuts, so all of the protein comes from the crickets, and that's a, a five gram of protein bar. Um, but uh, we don't, and then we don't add any any fillers, no uh, rice crisps or or soy isolate powders. Um, we we found that the protein is very digestible compared to you know. For example, the soy protein powders and soy protein isolates that that just don't you don't digest that protein. It it has a high number on the label, but it's not necessarily mm. um, taken in by your body. <laughs> Seriously, Patrick, I've just got my head around the idea of having crickets as part of the main meal. Now you're talking about crickets as dessert. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You'll have to try our Aztec bar. That's it. Just has five ingredients. That's <laughs> It's the dates, cocoa, coffee, cayenne, and, and the crickets, and the, it's that's a fun flavor. They each flavor <laughs> comes in at, at different times. The the cayenne comes in way at the end, so you, you don't know it's spicy until you've swallowed, basically. Nice little chaser. I reckon we're going to have to get our hands on some, and I think we actually. I'm going to be brave, and like you can film me eating them, and we'll upload it for everyone to have a, a bit of a giggle at. Yes, and to show them I didn't die afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can you tell us, Pat, uh, do Chapul have uh, some events coming up soon? Or for our friends in North America, uh, are you guys going to be out and about somewhere soon where they can see you? Um, yeah, good question. Uh, in, so we were on a, a television show here called Shark Tank where you, you pitch to investors to try and invest in your company. And I, I think there's versions of it all, all over the world. I don't know. If, is there an Australian version of Shark Tank? I'm pretty sure there was um, something on one of our TV stations. Brett, Steve, and I don't really watch much TV, so we're probably yeah. not good people to watch. That's all right. I, I don't. Is it maybe like I New Inventors? Or yeah, something yeah, like that yeah. I think we that's heard? the one. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, inventors are business. But anyway, we we went on a show here, and and we ended up getting a investment from um from his name is Mark Cuban, uh, investor here who's who owns one of the the basketball teams, and so he is he's going to be sampling our bar in in Dallas, Texas, as we launch into a a new chain of stores on August twenty eighth in Dallas, Texas. Um, so we'll we'll be out there for that. We're also um, we'll be giving a couple of TED talks. Um, this summer, one in Salt Lake City, one in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, and then we'll be at the Natural Products Expo in Baltimore in, um, in September as well. That we're, we're really excited about that event. We, we did, there's, so there's two of these Natural Product Expos, and they're the largest expos in, in the U.S. About 60,000 people come to that. And, and we, were the, we went to it in March, and we were the first product um, in, this, in the category to have insects in it. And we thought we were really going to be elbowing our way into the space, trying to get people to take us seriously that this was this should be considered a food product. And we ended up winning um, several awards and, and kind of the largest award of the show. And so it was the, the complete opposite of, of what we expected. So now we're flying out to, to receive this this award for innovation in, in the food category, um, which we're, we're just completely thrilled about. We, to, in, in all honesty, when we, we started this two years ago, we we thought that we were probably five to 10 years too early um, for people to be ready for the concept. But uh, it's turning out that, that people, people are, are eager for a, for an alternative source of, of food that, that meets their both environmental and, and health beliefs. So, yeah, um, I think that's just yeah. it, Pat. Like not only are you um, meeting the needs of people with their nutrition, but you've got a, you're a heart and you, you've got a conscience and that's what people are so driven towards now. So, no, we're, we're certainly very excited and, and keen for you to please keep us updated with what's going on. We'd love to share that with our listeners as well. Um, and I just wanted to direct our listeners that are interested in finding more about eating insects, um, sustainability, and the mission that Chapul have set out upon. Um, check out the website, chapul.com, um, and you can also read more about Pat's story, which is really interesting, and as well as check out all of the awesome products that they have to offer. So be brave, have a look, and um, keep across their story and follow Chapul on Twitter. Their user handle is eatinsects, and on Instagram and Facebook um, at Chapul revolution and uh, speaking of revolution brett steve and i are hoping to start one of the primal variety um, with cave camp queensland and that's coming up shortly in october and it's the perfect forum for anyone that's interested in enhancing their daily lives by learning practical hands-on take-home life-changing skills straight from the experts Um, so that includes things like instant stress relief and restorative relaxation techniques how to confidently shop for prepare and cook delicious paleo meals we might even throw some crickets in there oh yeah (laughs) and um, you can also get help implementing the paleo lifestyle without damaging your social life as well as learning about fitness fundamentals and uh, how to create your own fun easy workout so join the paleo show crew and the merrymaker sisters across three days for an epic experience that is guaranteed to turbocharge your paleo journey sign up for that paleo show cave camp now by going to that forward slash cave hyphen camp a big thank you again to pat um, for joining us today um, thank you so much for sharing in the fun and, and helping to educate our listeners as well as us um, about crickets <laughs> absolutely oh it was fun i enjoyed it thanks for having me 
Oh, it's awesome. And um, yeah, please do keep us up to date with everything that's going on. Um, I know we've already created a bit of a stir about um, eating bugs, uh, if you will, uh, on our Facebook page. And we want to keep that conversation going. So until next week, head over to our website, thatpaleoshow.com, to tell us what you think. See you at Cave Camp Queensland. And make sure you check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Share your story and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.